0: Pepper for Your Steak is an adult podcast for those aged 25 years and older. Scientists and doctors tell me that that's the age that your frontal cortex is finally fully formed, whatever that means. Supposedly, that's when your brain has finished cooking. I'm not recommending anything in here, and I certainly don't accuse anybody of anything. This is all work of fiction, fantasy, and entertainment.
1: Enjoy. We all think we're the only ones going through something big, but everybody is going through something
0: big. Fuck yeah. a very
1: fragile and precious experiment in democracy. And we live in an empire that is experiencing profound decline. So, so you're saying the reptilians are luring humans to like Hawaii to vacate to vacation spots? No, stand. Stand with I've said this years. Because you know to live this life you can't live the life everyone else lives. You're not going to be partying on the weekends, you're going to be performing on the weekends, you're not going to be watching the big uh, game on a Thursday night, which you'll be in a club. You have to have that mindset that you don't belong, you don't go to the rhythm of the rest of the world. For
0: your steak. The rest of the world. Maverick Matthews, Pepper for your Steak. Um, this is going to be a little interstitial series we're going to do with my friend Michael Johnstone, um, I've known Michael for a long time, the very first podcast I ever did was with Michael, maybe we'll put some of those up, we did a podcast called The Powder Rapport, um, and it was a snowboarding podcast, just talking trash, and And we recorded it in his snowboard shop, Michael used to own a snowboard shop in Angel Fire in New Mexico, with a bunch of other great guys, and, uh, yeah. We would lock ourselves in there at night. Sometimes we'd have an audience and we would just start rapping. And mostly it was me getting way too drunk and I have a hard time controlling myself in interviews anyway, which is why I tend to do the podcast by myself. <laughs> but but Mike approached me with this idea, you know, right now he's battling cancer and he came to me and he's like, What if we did you know, what if I did a series while I was going through radiation therapy to my brain to deal with these brain tumors? I thought it was super brave. I said, if that's what you want to do, dude, I will make it happen. So here we are. It is the beginning of the coronavirus, uh, I guess, shelter in place. We're a week in. So Mike and I recorded this podcast about a week ago when things were just starting to hit. There will be several others that come out as he goes through the therapy. Um, And really, it's just about two guys connecting and talking about the challenges that we're all facing. So if you're having a hard time in your quarantine. Just imagine what would it be like if you were also having to go through brain cancer. Now, this this has the potential to be a heavy series. We're aware of that, and yeah, if it's too much for some people, we respect that. But Mike just really wanted to get a lot of this stuff off his chest. And incidentally, the night after, uh, the night after we recorded this, now Mike's on a lot of drugs. One of those is dexamethasone. I think it is. And it's kind of a stimulant. He can't sleep on it. He has a lot of anxiety, a lot of tension. Uh, But it it, it helps with the inflammation, so he's got to take it. So, you know, he, he might sound a little speedy. I actually had the sniffles this week. I had a cold right when the coronavirus started, so that was convenient. Which, I'm still a little nasally now, but I'm over it. But I am sniffling through the whole podcast, so I apologize so much for that. And coughing. I tried to mute as many as I could, but... Anyway, the content's worth hearing, though, and yeah, I encourage you to to listen to it for what it is, two buddies who just wanted to connect during the tough times, because I think that's what's happening to all of us right now in one way or another. So thanks for being here. Go to my Instagram. I will mention it at the end, and donate to Mike. Here it is. Thanks for being here, Mike.
1: Yeah, hey, Maverick. I was just... Uh... Uh, You know, I was going to try to write some notes down and prepare for this, but I just um, went for a walk. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to drive to Grand Junction and start five sessions of brain radiation over 10 days. So that's about all I got. I just wanted to, if you had any questions about that or... Like, there's so much focus on the coronavirus, which is so important, but like, I'm I start brain, brain radiation tomorrow, so, like, right? I'm kind of focused on something else, and so I mean, I get that people are getting extra toilet paper and going to all the airports, which both of them seem stupid to me. I mean, I don't think you should go to an airport and I'll be the next to it. But my 12 pack runs out, guess what? I get another 12 pack. I mean, I'm a deep, whatever. Um, so there's all that hysteria going on and it's like well i have to sort of you know how am i taking my medications one of my medications is an anti-seizure but the other one is a steroid so if i don't take it the pressure on the brain causes optical hallucinations and and headaches so I, I have to like when you're tra- like medication normally is one thing but when you're traveling with medication like you can't just have the alarm that said it's time to take your meds. You have to have the alarm that says it's time to take your meds, and then go in and take your meds with the water and do it. You know what I mean? You gotta. I have to medicate myself. All of a sudden, since that that was on two, two twenty-two, two o two o. Wow, what a crazy day! So since then, uh, I have. You know, metastatic cancer of the brain, right? You're, you're all of a sudden you're in high functioning, pay attention mode, right? You're not like, yeah, whatever, I'll just do the, when get a chance. It's like, oh, let's focus on this. So, yeah, about three. I've been focusing for about three weeks, and then I start on
0: Monday. Dude, we we're all. I I know I speak for everybody who's listening. We're all wishing you the best. We wanted we want an awesome outcome for this. That's what
1: I'm doing too, Maverick. You know, I was trying to, it's so easy to stress ourselves out. It's a big deal. But I'm just like trying to, went for a hot tub, went for a walk, had a, had drinking a kind beer, had a 20 milligram edible, packed all my stuff today, all my medications, going to get up early tomorrow and crush it. And I'm just like, it's one of five appointments. And, I mean, I guess, in reality, it's just a machine on my brain. So it doesn't really matter my attitude. But I want to come into it like I got my cool shirt on. I got my Tommy Bahama shirt on. I, I want to come into it really relaxed, really positive attitude and say, hey, man, radiate my brain, bitches. I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't, they don't set you up like, right? This isn't, there's no test for this. There's no prep for this. How do you? And then like,
0: there's no coaching, things, like, right? They don't go, Hey, then, here's here's the ten things you need to do to prep for this. They're like, Oh, you're going in. Good fucking luck.
1: And then my brother and my mother want to come fly from Portland to Denver to visit me and I'm uh, like, No. Yeah. Stay away. I've got this, please. Right? Yes. Any other time in the history of the world I would love for some company. But right now, it's coronavirus time. Please stay out of the airport. Right. And I'll call you when I need you. And I'm just going to drive in my own car. I'm going to stay at a motel 20 minutes away. I'm going to walk through my treatment so I'm not I'm not parked near where all the other people are sick. I'm going to do a box. You know what those are? Like a, like a thin neck gaiter instead of a mask. I'm going to dress up in my snowboard outfit tomorrow. Just walk in the I'm going to look like a fucking freak. <laughs> all my, my helmet, my goggles, yeah. all my snowboard stuff. Oh, yeah, I'll fucking do it. I don't give a fuck. Walk in, get my brain treatment, and then I'll either stay the night at the hotel because I'm reading through all the instructions about how brain brain radiation affects you. if I feel good, I'll just drive. It's like an hour and a half to get back to Montrose from Grand Junction, so I'll just drive back. But anyway, so I got the hotel. Well, I didn't get it yet, but I'm going to get the hotel for 11 days, so I can just, if it's overwhelming, I'll just stay in a hotel for 11 days and walk 20 minutes a day to my appointment. And if it's not, you know, maybe it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then next week it's Tuesday, Thursday, so it's like 10 or 11 days. No, I just wanted. I, I was hoping that this is how it would work out that I could get through. And then it's hard for me at this stage to process because all I'm doing is focusing on the next ten days. Right. But so maybe you could ask a question, and I'm happy to answer anything. I just can't wrap my
0: head around it. My
1: head around the the where 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 it started. You know, I've had cancer for about a year. So where it started and where it's going all of a sudden.
0: Why don't you tell us? who Michael Johnstone was before all this happened. What was going on in your life? What What do you do? Who are you? And what was the first thing that you were like, ah, that's weird?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm basically a Montana, old-bred Seattle College-raised Cod, New Mexico snowboarder that found himself in Colorado without health insurance and swollen lymph nodes. And so I bought the ACA from Mr. Obama. Thank you, Barack. Shout, shout. And the doctor looked at my neck and sent me to an oncologist the next day, and he biopsied, which I thought was supposed to be fancy, but biopsy was just him smashing a big old high large board needle into my throat.
0: Did that hurt a lot? I,
1: yeah. Mm, relative, yeah. It hurt. No, Normally it would hurt a lot, but, you know, I was a little freaked out because I was in the hospital. Adrenaline
0: right? was kind of pushing you through.
1: Right. So he said I had head and neck cancer.
0: Right then? This is embarrassing. I'm sorry? Right quit. Like, you found out... Between you having... I just want to... Mike, the chances of me getting cancer are like 33% now. So it's like, if you look at like what people are getting when they're past their 40s. So it's like, when you noticed something was out of whack it was swollen lymph nodes
1: yeah so i went to urgent care and they said they had some kind of infection or virus or strep throat probably but they couldn't the funny part was they couldn't uh my lymph nodes were swollen she's like whoa those are hot Look at how long have they been that way And i said yeah they've been hot like for a month like whoa. They're, not, they're not supposed to be like that they're giant and large and expanding and he said, well, I looked on your throat, and I couldn't see any infections. So you probably have a variation of this or whatever. Take this for 10 days. And Then my doctor saw me, and like, you know, doctors, I don't mean to talk shit about the medical profession, but doctors are pretty fucking smart. She looked at me and saw what was going on, and she sent me to the oncologist the next day, like not the next week, the next day at 9 o'clock.
0: Did she? Yeah.
1: You know, okay, so exactly what she knew exactly what it was, and he knew exactly what it was. It's embarrassing, Maverick. I'll tell you the story, but it's embarrassing.
0: It's not embarrassing. I mean, like, did, did did they hint at you when they when you when the doctor saw your lymph nodes and she's like, "Whoa, how what?" This is what I'm really interested in. What sort of impression did she give you, like right off the bat, as to how serious it might be? How long did it take you to grasp that? Is what I'm curious about.
1: Oh, immediate! She said, "This is very serious. I want you to go to Grand Junction tomorrow and see a specialist. Wow. Do you like me to send a ambulance for you, or are you going to drive yourself?"
0: Wow! So she was like this. Like immediately, she could tell.
1: The doctor knew immediately. The urologist knew immediately. I thought the biopsy was going to be like biopsy I remember from MASH, on that age. Like a biopsy is a procedure. But he's just jamming a needle in my neck. He comes back 20 minutes later. And so it's HPV. It's a sexually transmitted disease. That he. I probably got it. He said, Are you uh heterosexual or homosexual? I said, Heterosexual? And he goes, Are you married? And I go, No, do you have a healthy sex life? I said, Well, you know, between 18 and 49, I did. <laughs> I said, I've done all right. Yeah. And he said, Have you ever performed oral sex? And I said, uh, You know, now we're getting uncomfortable. I said, Doctor, I have licked vagina before. i have exchanged oral sex with women that I remember and that I don't remember. <laughs> on, on drugs and sober in love right. and in right. meat and stuff like that. <clears throat> and then he said, well, we don't know. But most people, I guess 70 to 80% of the people have the HPV 16, have one version of HPV, which is what I have. And then you you, you get on diet. Most people diet, like, you know, it's not a big deal. But some women get cervical cancer, and some men get uh, head and neck cancer. It's somewhere where my tongue touches my throat, attaches to it back there. You can't—that's why she couldn't see it at the urgent care. because was way far back in the throat, like below the tongue, where the tongue attaches. Right. And that's—that's that's, they call that the source cancer. So my cancer is called head and neck cancer because they name cancer from where it started, and then it metastasized to the lymph nodes, and then to the hip and spine. So I did the chemo. It sucked. I did the radiation. It sucked. And then I got a clean scan. And then life is good. Johnstone's moving forward. And then I got a scan with these two tiny, tiny, tiny bits little, little polyps in the lungs. And they said, but we have a cure for that. It's called immunotherapy. We're going <coughs> to ramp up to my blood cells. Well, and you know, I already have a port for the chemo. I said, hey, good thing we didn't remove that port. And I'm like, I guess that's a funny joke. Uh, but so I've got the chemo port in. It's just a port. It's not a chemo port. just a, port, a piece that hard wires right into my aorta so they can infuse the
0: medications quicker. Hey, let's, t- let's talk about yeah. this real quick because this was one of the things that really, that really uh, surprised me. What it is is they need to put so many things into your bloodstream that if they were just to prick you every single time they needed to do this it it begins to like it begins to become too much trauma on your epit- on your skin it like you know they have to pick different spaces the and all this shit so they're like hey let's we're going to open you up and we're going to create a direct portal into your circulatory system into a major fucking artery with a tube so they connect a tube to your circulatory system because the volume of things they're going to put in it is pretty big.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it breaks it down from like a six-hour treatment to like an hour, and 20-minute treatment.
0: Wow. <laughs> Hold on. Are there people that you've heard of who don't get the port and still go through the treatment?
1: Uh, yeah, some modest people and women don't want a scar on their breast or chest.
0: Because of the it's scar?
1: Impl- it's implanted directly above my nipple.
0: But it's because of the scar that they don't do it, not because of the invasive nature of it.
1: Well, I don't know. Or, uh, the, Spanish, the Spanish word depende. I think it's pretty. I think cancer is very individual, Maverick. Sure. Everybody, but yeah.
0: Well, you're the expert, man. That's why I'm asking. You know, like you've been around, yeah, listening I, to people.
1: I, I had to do a port in a peg, and a peg is a feeding tube because I had 35 treatments of cancer radiation in the throat, and I couldn't consume enough calories, so I had to feed. Feed myself in my stomach So I got a thing port So they could put the chemo In my body And then a peg So I could put calories In my body so Those were my two operations I had before I started The chemo and the radiation Let's the Let's
0: let's clarify that Pe- It's peg Like as in like A peg leg Peg
1: P-E-G Yeah, yeah. That's for three fancy words It's just about A feeding tube into the belly I could be, I could look them up But it's like Gastronomy And That's
0: yeah, you know fine Did they coach you on that? Did they show you how to do it? months you lost 30 pounds
1: But i was on opioids
0: yeah which also you know uh, suppresses your appetite yeah
1: yeah but i couldn't i couldn't move without the so he said now this is an exaggeration or this is a repetition of a story with no with no medical backup but my rat aunt, you know what a radonk is radiation, radiation oncologist,
0: oncologist? yeah God damn, that sounds... Fu- so did it feel like that? Did it feel like you put your throat on a stove? Could you feel the pain?
1: Not at the beginning, but like the last couple of weeks, it was really hard. That's why I took so many opioids. They were going to give me liquid morphine if I couldn't if I couldn't make it the last couple of weeks, but I, I, I punched it out with just
0: oxycodone. Were you taking the oxycodone orally?
1: Yeah, five milligrams. But what I mean
0: swallowing, wasn't swallowing like
1: oh yeah that was like my most anxious moment of the day when i woke up and i wow they five milligrams are so tiny they're like little fucking ladybugs maybe yeah. size pieces and i i can just remember god so vivid. give really messes with you in in ways that you just can't wrap your head talk
0: your head down. talk about that talk but,
1: about that but like so i would be uh super hyper-focused on all I need to do is take this five milligrams of oxycodone, and then I'll be able to drink a little yogurt, feed tube myself, and take a shower and walk to radiation. That's all I'm doing. That's the entire day. Radiation starts at 11. I just got to take one oxycodone, try to get a little yogurt down, feed myself, take a hot shower, walk to radiation. I've got four hours to do it. I think I can do it. You know, like that's five days a week. That was my job. And I developed a routine, right? I didn't think I needed the oxycodone. Oh, I needed the oxycodone about a week, you know, week three or four of chemo and radiation. You need all the, well, I don't. And I needed all the opioids I could get with. But I remember on like week six and seven, waking up and grabbing that tiny little blue pill or white pill, depending on if I got from Walgreens or Walmart, putting it in my hand and just like having all these moments of anxiety, like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it today. I just don't know if I can do it. Just to swallow the pill, cause there was such a massive uh, amount of pain in the throat. His throat closes down. Like, if you don't keep... They call it a bolus, a ballast, a bulus, or something. A bolus, bolus. B-O-L-U-S. Bulus. If you don't eat a bolus of food, your throat stops. Like, there's people who get brain and they get radiation in the head and neck, and then they have a feeding tube their whole life. Yeah. Mucous membranes down. do weird I things. I I've got about 50% of my throat capacity and about... Yeah twenty five percent
0: of my taste buds. right that's now I
1: drink really strong that's why I drink that's what I drink this really strong
0: uh
1: Russian imperial stat in rum barrels, is I can taste it.
0: Wow. So like have you have you noticed that you've changed uh the food you're eating because you're you know veering towards things that you might be able to taste?
1: Salmon, eggs, <clears throat> avocados, soup
0: have you gone back to any foods that were like your your go-tos and you're like, fuck, I can't eat this anymore? Yeah, I
1: can't eat steak anymore. It's too dry. What? I can, I can eat sausage.
0: You're speaking I'm to fat this fat. podcast.
1: I know. I can eat some ribeye that's really fatty.
0: So you need what like I crazy eat? wet steak, like a nice super like fatty, marbled.
1: Right, right, right. But I could eat Wagyu. You know what? Next day, hey, when you come out to visit me in Denver, why don't you buy me a Wagyu? I'll
0: give it my best. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't, that's great. That's a cool, but it's cool to plant things in the future for us. I think this is a, well, uh, this is a good point to make. I think this is really important as a methodology psychologically is to plant things in the future for us to go get. And then
1: I'll just, and so like the second part is, uh, I'm, not, I'm not dying of brain cancer, I just can't, I'm hallucinating.
0: Hold on, do you mind if we break this down? Have they told okay. you that it's not life-threatening and the treatment won't be life-threatening? And if any of this is too sensitive, man, like I no, I feel maybe. fucked up even asking these questions. Like, right,
1: well there's, some, there's a problem with being on steroids for too long. And they don't understand why there was no cancer, and now there's a lot of cancer. So, Uh. yeah, everybody's concerned. But it's not (laughs) – it's it's the lung cancer that exploded, and that's what's going to kill me. But they can't do the lung cancer treatment until they show that the brain cancer is working.
0: You say that pretty casually. Like, Have you come to terms with that?
1: Yeah, I drove to Denver Onshoot Center uh, on Friday and I met with two uh, radiation oncologists. One's managing my care and one was looking at what the guy in Grand Junction is doing. And he had a suggestion, to have the neuroscientists take surgically remove the tumor and they were going to radiate around the margins. But they looked at it again and said since I have three spots, the cerebellum, the occipital, and the parietal, they had to radiate two of them, so it'd be better just to radiate all three of them at the same time and skip the neurosurgeon. The neurosurgeon signed off on it. The Denver guy said uh, that's exactly what he would do at his hospital, so it'd be better for me to just do it in Grand Junction. And then the guy managed my care, said, Hell yeah.
0: Style, man. Right,
1: right, right So I'm just gonna roll in there In my snowboard gear My snowboard pants Like all like You know like How you dress When you're in a powder day And like you don't want to get I'm just gonna rock up All cold Cold in my car Drive Snowboard gear Snowboard pants uh, uh, Like a uh, mask Not a mask But like a buff. You know what I'm talking about A thin buff All the way up to my face My goggles My helmet Like just walk in Gloves You're gonna wear
0: You're gonna wear your goggles And everything?
1: I mean, I'll bring him in the car. I'll bring him in the car, but before I go in the hospital, I'll put those
0: on. Okay. Are you gonna take some pictures? Post them.
1: I hadn't gotten that far yet. Sure, I'll try. I'll take one photo.
0: I tell you what, buddy. We're gonna talk about your GoFundMe at the end of this, but you know, you know, I'm trying to spread the word about this. People, people are gonna start becoming invested in your story, so they want to see who this guy is. And uh, I tell you what, man, it strikes me over. And over how your psychological outlook to this is it's so fucking powerful man and you're like you know what I'm gonna wear my fucking snowboarding gear in there because I need I I need to be in that headspace because that's a winning headspace right. that's, that's a fucking winning headspace
1: that's where I feel good you talk snowboarding you know
0: yeah headspace.
1: I've been teaching snowboarding since 1994 so I just talk to people I show them how to do it we do it together we do a little feedback we high five sometimes they buy me a beer sometimes they, they don't bring it's hard and they cry and they quit i mean it's just it's what i do but i know this world
0: yeah and so it's, it makes perfect say, sense for I you to, to, to a, be like look these I are my don't
1: the, i don't know the world of brain radiation that right orange. and i don't really want to go to a hospital today or tomorrow or ever That's <laughs> Isn't that where the people with I don't want to go to a hospital or an airport, Maverick That's where people with germs hang out, right? Hospitals right. And
0: airports. I mean, that makes a good point Like, are you gonna I mean, I don't want to make this a coronavirus thing But I mean, like uh, Are you gonna take any precautions when you go in for that? Or just kind of like, keep your That's eyes out I'm
1: wearing my snowboard I'm not in the parking lot I'm parking about 20 minutes away from the hospital At your hotel watch it. Yeah I'm going to get a hotel for 10 days and hope 11 days or whatever. Hopefully I won't need it, but I just don't know how it's going to affect me. So I got a hotel about 20 minutes away. I don't know if that helps or hurts, but I got a, you know, fancy $120 hotel room. And I'm going, and with a hot tub at the bot, which I don't even know if you want a hot tub. It's all confusing these days, but I'm just going to go to my hotel room, unpack all my stuff, throw my snowboard gear on, walk to the hospital. Do my brain treat brain radiation treatment. Walk back, and then oh, Jesus Christ, evaluate the situation. I don't yeah, know, man, I'm you're gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna come, you're gonna come, you're gonna
0: you're gonna no no, you're gonna come talk to us because you know this is gonna be the thing, and this is this is the anchor. So the,
1: the thing I was gonna ask you, Maverick, is if I have five treatments, if we could do five podcast, Fuck yeah. podcasts.
0: Fuck yeah, a follow up, a follow up podcast. We do as many as you want, buddy. Okay. Yeah. And we can track you. you, Honestly, I would love it if if this became a thing and we tracked you all the way through June and God bless you. I want to track you all the way through your fucking healing. You know, like, this is, this is an important fucking thing for people to know, man, is that like,
1: to record this somehow. Yeah, you had mentioned that when I visited you for your 40th birthday out there in California about rituals and I, I lit a little candle tonight and like, I forget what you said, but something about how you create your own rituals with your family or something like that. Do you remember that? It's like oh yeah, it's all just it's all a variation on a ritual, and or your tribe. That's what you were talking about. Your tribe. If you talked about the three of you as a tribe, I'm like oh, I'm kind of lonely. I'm a tribe of one. I'm a lone wolf. I'm like that.
0: That's cool though.
1: What was the movie with the wolf pack?
0: <laughs> uh, you mean like uh, you? <laughs> you mean the comedy? <laughs> Yeah, Vegas uh, Yeah, uh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank on it now There's a million listeners okay, screaming anyways, I'm Screaming like, <laughs> I'm
1: like, these guys are cool Because they're a family You got one, you got your mom and dad and the kiddo And I'm like, I'm a long wolf pack G- Galifianakis
0: Galif- Galif- or whatever Galifianakis, yeah, it was uh, uh, God damn it, how do we not know the name of like the most The most successful comedy movie of all time uh, About Vegas Anyway, everyone knows what we're talking about But Okay I have to remind you, though, when Galifianakis was on the roof and was like, hey, we're a wolf pack, all the other members of the wolf pack were like, I don't know if I'm in this wolf pack. (laughs) No, no. Uh, God damn it. Uh, You know, it's okay. What is it? We're on the same. We're close. It's so funny that we're our heads are in such a different space. No, we know this movie. It starts with a U. Hold on, hold on. Uh, It's not uncontrollable.
1: It's something like that. I think
0: it's something like that.
1: Uh, Uh, Doubt cast homecast. It's 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 like a hangover. 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 I got it right.
0: We are assholes
1: check out the brain cancer on top, do so hangover. So I feel like a little hangover. But like, anyway, the point of the story was you were talking to me about developing the rituals of your own tribe. And so I'm like, you know, there's some power I and mean, there's a lot of bullshit. You must work in the movies or something. they are kind of bullshit of a lot, Matter. but there's some power in the things you say. <laughs> Think about them before you say them. You're not just the people. You're actually like, to <laughs> the quality of the art of conversation. And so anyway, that's why I lit a candle tonight in honor of you and of trying to establish rituals with your tribe. And it doesn't matter if it's once piece of the, all the coronavirus, and
0: monsters out there, I mean, still, it's still a tribe. Dude, you're, I mean, you're lighting a candle and I lit candles tonight. We're a tribe. And like, you know, I, I do right, remember, right, right. I do remember right. this conversation and the right. gist of it was...
1: Right. Because we're going to have to be separated and uh, not really be, you know, licking each other's noses like we used to be back in the day.
0: I like that you picked noses, even though everybody knows what dogs do. But, uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, but. Fabric, I happen to be very uh, great, but I find you in a very attractive man, but I would not lick your nose or your butt. Ah! Dogs. I'd high five you. I would hug you. I'd probably even smack you in the ass if I had a few beers. Maybe I'd <laughs> in the nuts if you were in one of those kind of things. But yeah, just I don't. I don't have. I mean, you're an attractive, man, but I just don't. I don't have any sexual feelings toward you. Nah, I'm flattered. Short guy thinks he's Tom Cruise and he won't shut the
0: fuck up. <laughs> oh no, man! I, oh man, that's so funny. That's whole, I don't think I'm Tom Cruise, but I just want to remind you that dogs don't do any licking. They mostly do sniffing. Number one. Number two, I would definitely sniff the butt of any woman that I was attracted to, but men are not on that list. And number three, um, I I just want to remind everybody, and, and I don't need to remind you, you know this, but ritual is a component of the placebo effect, and we've proven the placebo effect in the lab. There's something to our mental capacity to deal with things, and we don't have the vocabulary or science to quantify it yet, but we've proven it's real. And that's what the placebo effect is. And ritual is a way to connect with the ether and create your own mysterious, whatever you want to call it, foundations, man. And I think it's really powerful. And so I'm flattered that you carried that idea forward. I didn't invent it. I just learned about it. And I was like, fuck, why, why don't we all talk about this?
1: No, but you're kind of like, what's the a fancy word they call it? What are the people that do the art, it's the art for the hotel now or art for a museum gallery? Yeah, curator. You're kind of a curator of the more interesting knowledge that, because you go through a lot of information. I'm flattered. Basically. I try to. And so you kind of like, I feel you share, I mean, you share a lot of your fucking paranoid conspiracy theories, which I like, because I like Maverick. I like snowboarding, hanging out and talking to you with Maverick. But you're, not, you're pretty heavy in the conspiracy world. But like you also go through such a large, big data set of information that I knew you 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 kind of, whatever that is with the... With Aggregator. You aggregate some of the more interesting stuff. And uh, that was, I felt that was interesting.
0: I'm trying, man. You, I'm trying.
1: That's what your son was about to be, one. And so you're trying, it's Christmas, right? You're trying to put all that together with, I don't know, I assume that you have, you know, whatever stinky shit and failing eyes like the rest of us <laughs> maybe maybe you're somehow exceptional you're, no you're, you're, but like you know but you're, you're but, but you're putting it together because you're trying to develop your own ritual with your son's birthday i would assume he's a he's an aquarius
0: yeah you know he's born in january on january 21st and you're you hit the nail on the head man like it, i i never it didn't occur to me how much of a gap there was in information transmission until I had a kid, and then I was like, whoa, why don't we have an entire narrative about like how we pass information on to the next generation? Why are we all shitting on the millennials when we should be fucking trying to inform them? It doesn't make sense.
1: Well, Maverick, not to be the old douchebag in the room, but the older you get, the less it makes sense. I think you're about as smart as a guy and if you're about as smart as horny as you can be at <laughs> like 18 and 23. You
0: think, do you think I'm maxed and out you at 40? Come. No.
1: And then you become less horny and less smart, and and, and, it go, and you know, I'm just starting. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just starting. I, I, uh, I just know. I just knew everything when I lived in Seattle. I God, dude,
0: feeling. is that when you were in your 20s? I, yeah.
1: Yeah. Seattle for college between 88 and 93, and I party with Tom Garden, and fucking Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam, and Courtney Hole was at the party, yeah. so, you know, like all that stuff is just part of, yeah, I've never heard of, probably never heard of, but there's like companies like Starbucks and Boeing and Microsoft, and they're in the Seattle area, I and mean, you guys probably haven't heard of them here in California, but they <laughs> ended up being pretty big companies. Stuff, yeah. i like have yeah, heard of it.
0: There was a guy uh, named uh, I, 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 Kirk Crobin, I think.
1: I, well, he was rapper Dean Washington. Was a rapper! That, but yeah, and, again, Pearl Jam was Calvin. <laughs> but they would play four bands for four bucks at the University of Washington, and we'd. Sometimes bands you've never heard before, and sometimes Mudhoney would puke on stage, and then click quick Cornell and would come up there and just. Fuck, I never. All right. Well, I'm at an impasse maverick. I think I'm getting up, or I could, I could open up a White Claw, drink all my beard. Are we gonna do in a few minutes? Or
0: are we all done? Oh, buddy, it's up to you, man. You're the you're the captain of this enterprise. This is a uh, an experimental idea that you had, and I thought it was super brave. And you uh,
1: think less of me if I open up a white cloth. Fuck.
0: Well, I mean, like we got to figure out what these millennials are talking about, don't we?
1: It's national lime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so obviously the question's gonna be, uh, "Hey man, this guy's trying to get cancer treatment, but he's drinking booze." Obviously, there's a point of diminishing returns that happens with with our uh, with our human experience. I'm I'm completely in understanding, but I thought maybe it might be interesting to speak to this.
1: About, would you like to hear my thoughts on it, and then you can question me?
0: No, no, I'm not, i not. want to. Qu- I just want to bring it up. I mean, I'm sure this is something yeah. you thought about. What what are, what are your thoughts?
1: I think with the brain radiation, chemistry, radiation therapy is high dose radiation to the brain. And that's not an alcohol issue. But when I go to do stems, when I go to do my cell replacement therapy, it's all about the white blood cells. So I'm going to be super healthy drinking milkshakes, eating deep, having sex with kale, whatever. I'm going to be super healthy then. But this is brain radiation. It's a fucking... It's super hard to comprehend, but it's like a phone
0: talk. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I got... I got eight Mike. Eight. At this point, the phone handset died, and I had to call him back.
1: Yeah, I was trying to find DJ Mav. What's that? I'm looking for DJ Maverick. You know what his phone number is? <laughs>
0: eight, eight. Hey, can you use a German accent, please?
1: Yeah, so that's one thing I like about the Germans. They're not so funny, but they're efficient. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: yeah. Hold on, I'm going to turn off my heater because you can hear it in the background. And we're going to get back to it. Sorry, the handset died. God.
1: Well, you know, if you don't have your electronic sponsor for the rate and rate of change, then the velocity in the fair days don't make sense with the volts and the inference and the radiation. It's complicated. Do you know what PIE power is? Independence, radiation, it's very complicated. The electricity thing is... It's not something everybody visualizes because the electrons actually move in the wrong direction. They move backwards from the charge that you think they're moving forwards from, but the power is everything, and it's not. The resistance.
0: Is that true? Do they really move backwards?
1: I may mean, have all real. It's like, you know, you, you talk about up and down, because that's what we experience as we're on Earth, and up is closer to our head and down is closer to our ball's back. But as soon as you get into space, up and down don't make sense.
0: Right, nothing to be relative to.
1: Just a measure of positionality, right? Right. Yeah. Right. It all makes sure you can talk about whatever, whether the charge is going one way or the 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 particle is going one way. But really, it's 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 not. We're basically. Can I tell you a secret, Maverick? You generally we're asking the wrong question. It's not that we don't have the right information. we don't phrase the question right because we don't understand physics and math and science and viruses and global warming and hoaxes and things like that. Have you now, what mean? I understand is white law. And I'm having a <laughs> bit of fucking
0: Yeah, let's have a hold on a second. A let's have a uh, let's have I'm a moment
1: having natural lie. I'm, I'm having some natural life, my friend.
0: Let's have a moment of levity amidst this pretty heavy uh, you know, series. This series is gonna be kinda heavy. Right. Let's acknowledge that now. And right. we're gonna I yeah. think we should maybe work to, I mean, this is up to you, man. This is You're, you're the Captain Kirk of this enterprise, but I, I think it might be beneficial to work some levity in, because I, I perceive this uh, as being kind of heavy, maybe. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm generally contrarian, and Mavericks, you <laughs> know, like, since we're not sexually attracted to each other, I'm attracted to you physically.
0: We have a bromance. So.
1: And then intellectually, I like, really like. That's I like to do. I like to argue. With
0: well, it's and cool to make people defend their, their position.
1: Arguers. I argue with my friends and they cry and go home. I argue with Maverick and he fucking brings up Greek literature to prove his point. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cooler way to do it. to cry <laughs> and go home. Like you know. Anyway, I like that part that we get to do a little Leviticus. So, what was the last thing that you were hermitage or something?
0: No, I said uh, it. It's really good for people to learn to defend their position. There's a lot of honor in that. And, you know, they used to – people used to physicalize this with, like, you know, uh, what do they call it? Fencing. That's, you know, that's a physicalization of an argument. And
1: And I might have have misheard the word, but I thought you used the word hermitage or hermitage or hermit, a variation of hermit in French.
0: Well, no, I know the word hermitage. Uh, there's actually a great le petit hermitage. Yeah, I live in a—I don't know—monastery of sorts.
1: That's what I thought you were trying to tell me. I didn't think about it until I drove home, and it's like there's something about driving in America on an open road. Isn't it like, the best? It's like you got some sublime or some Bob. Marley playing, and you've got a sunset that goes on forever because we're in the West, and it's just like, maybe I don't have to listen to a podcast about the BBC news every fucking second. I can just think about, you know, my friend Maverick just had a baby. That's a big experience. My friend Maverick just turned 40. That's a big experience. You know, like, I have brain cancer. That's a big experience. We're all going through it, and we all think we're the only ones going through something big. But everybody is going through something big, whether it's a child or a girlfriend or a job or a cancer or what. It's all, it's like, you, perspective. It's all big in our lives, right? Fuck yeah. Whether it's the coronavirus or you're fucking, you, you don't wash your hands. I'm like, really? Washing your hands now that you're 40 is not changing anything. You still <laughs> wash your hands your whole life. You wash your hands, you wash your ass. Those are two important things to wash. <clears throat> Why do you think
0: that the, the day has never made it into America? Dude, it's so fucking amazing you brought that up. Every time, I've, I've actually like- met, I've had a couple comments go uh hot. I wouldn't say viral, but like they got attention because I was commenting on some toilet paper memes and I was like, that shit just, that stuff just smears shit around anyway. Any. Right. Any any mature adult has a liquid-based system. And people are like, oh, that's fucking so true. Who gives a fuck about toilet paper? We have water. Like, what's what, This isn't Dune. What are you talking about?
1: They're so like, how many times a day do you shower? And I'm like, I usually shower once a day, unless I shit twice a day. And then I shower twice a day. Because after I shit, I try to shower in the next couple of hours. Hopefully it's at home. And I put fucking soap on my ass because <laughs> fucking shit is the bad byproduct, and you don't just smear it around your butt hair. I don't manscape or whatever you all you millennials do. You know, I
0: just stop saying you millennials.
1: Hair. I'm I'm a guy.
0: You I need like to I say the millennials. Out.
1: I think you're a millennial, dude. You're just denying.
0: You want to make me a psychological millennial as a way to defile me.
1: <laughs> I would like. I would like to work <laughs> the word psychological millennial in my next punk rock song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the psychological spell. millennial bitches. You are so offended and you got so many pronouns. I, his, her she, she uh, psychological millennial fuck not. That's what I would like to do if I was musical.
0: Fuck but bro, did you I just ad lib that?
1: I tried. Someone's gonna take song. that
0: and make a song Montana out of it.
1: White boy. I saw Montana white boy rap from a, Born in 1970.
0: We might have to record that, like we're yeah, going to go yeah. write down the words and make it real clear, and then I'm just going to unleash it to the masses and they can make a song out of it, and you'll be, you're be you going to be amazed. Do
1: you know Bad Religion? Because I think it's a great Bad Religion
0: song. That isn't all religion bad.
1: Probably bad, manipulative.
0: Yeah. You know what's cool about this podcast is that we we started out with aspirations of being like clinical uh, documentarians of your experience, and it degenerated into what it should be, and that's a couple friends trying to get through something tough.
1: You know, you know, shit's going to go crazy tomorrow, right? You know, on Monday, people are going to realize they can't go to school. They can't go to work. They're going to start, like...
0: I've also heard grocery stores are sort of starting to be empty, too.
1: People like you and me will plan. People that are freaked out. Well, I bought a second gun today.
0: Uh, Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Why? I have two Smith & Wessons.
0: You have a brace? I'm sorry? It's called a brace. You have a brace?
1: Yeah, I have two Smith & Wessons, the exact same model. The second one... Say is it, say days. it, There's say it, say
0: list. it, say I got a brace of Smith & Wessons.
1: I got a brace. It was going to take me three days together. There's a huge waiting line to buy guns. All the ammo sold out. I know. So I have one gun with three boxes of ammo, and then I'm going to buy a second gun while I apply it for the license. It's going to take two to... Just- with the prescription medication and I'm going to start brain cancer radiation therapy. I'm feeling really good about it, but I'm a little bit intimidated that, that both of these large events, brain cancer radiation and coronavirus, happen to be overlapping.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I'm not trying to be overly dramatic, Maverick, but I'm overly dramatic. Like, either one of them is a big deal. But together, overlapping, like, I have some logistics... But I haven't thought
0: through. Can I tell you something?
1: I don't know what the brain radiation is going to do to my brain. I don't know if I should have a gun. I definitely don't think I should be on steroids. <coughs> uh, seizure medication is freaking me out. And I can't have my people come visit me because I don't want anyone to fly to an airport. So I'm... Here's the deal. Bring a podcast, bringing a white Claw, trying to come up <laughs> with a positive outcome on a situation that that is fucking unconcerned. Inconceivable? Does that make
0: sense? To most people, yeah. To most people, like, what you're dealing with. And that's why this podcast is so important, man. To know that we're coming together rationally as best friends. To be like, this is an incredible crisis and we're going to find the way to work it out.
1: I don't have a backup plan. I don't have a fucking backup
0: plan. Nobody does, buddy. And guess what? Even if, you know, none of us is going to make it out of this life alive. That's the bottom line.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, but but... Yeah, well, maybe, maybe he was the first person to like drink live babies the whole time.
1: (laughs) Okay, dude.
0: Well, I know you need to crash. I want you to get some rest tonight. This was way longer than I planned, but uh, I love you, buddy.
1: Yeah, no. If this goes up, it's great. If it doesn't go up, it's great. I just, I needed to. uh, I need to get this off my chat. It's It's
0: good for you, man. This is. I'm telling you, this is going to be an, uh, a, a critical component in your healing, man. Like, it's good for you to...
1: Yeah, right. like... Yeah. We don't plan for a healing <clears throat> when we're healthy. We plan for a healing when we're sick. And that's
0: fucked up. Right. And it's... mean,
1: what's our other option to plan for the negative when we're feeling like we? Fucking terrified of all the negatives Like we have this complex Fucking dichotomy That exists not entirely in our own soul But like in our interactions And relationships with our With our mother and our father And our lover and our sons And like we're fucking some complex Fucking up and down beings I feel
0: Hell yeah
1: Alright I'm spreading on the The uh, CBD butter Taking a shower Going to bed Maverick uh, Hope we can do this again
0: Yeah we're going to do it uh, As soon as you feel All good right. After your next treatment It's tomorrow yeah. And then uh, the You know we'll probably We'll play on Tuesday Well,
1: prob- Tuesday.
0: We- well I'm going to I'm going to check in With you tomorrow And we'll see right. You might be in some Crazy manic mode right. Where you're like I need to talk right, right, We'll play right. it by ear You know Right 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 But uh, we'll definitely do one After your next treatment uh, Each perfect. time For the next five And uh,
1: Okay perfect And then like one
0: yeah, dude, we'll do as No, we're gonna keep going to June, bro. We're gonna do check ins with you. It's gonna be a thing, and it's gonna become something that you get to look forward to, and so do we. Because I want you to fucking be around. And uh, this is a crazy journey. Uh, well, it's an unexpected journey, no, and you know. No, but I
1: appreciate the fact you made the effort, but it's all pretty intimidating at this point.
0: God bless you, man. Like. Uh... All
1: right, God bless you. I love you, pal. Love you too, man.
0: Have a good night. Good night, man. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, If you could do me a huge favor, please go to my Instagram. The page is uh, the underscore real underscore Maverick Matthews. I know that's annoying to type in, but you only have to type it in once. And you'll see, if you're looking for me, you can see a yellow towel around my neck. So it's the, the underscore real underscore Maverick Matthews. And in my bio is a link to Michael's GoFundMe. He, you know, he's got like forty thousand dollars in fucking medical bills, and they're just they're they're just mounting. There's more coming. He could really use a donation. I know the economy's tough right now. Nobody's working. Sometimes giving somebody ten or fifteen or fifty bucks, it, you know, the value in how much it lightens your heart is sometimes more important than you know how many ducats you got in your bank account. Um and this is the crazy thing. If you're not experiencing hard times or if you've never experienced hard times, guess what? One day it's going to be you. So let's share the love to our friends when we have the opportunity to do that. Please go consider going to Michael's GoFundMe. I don't have the actual GoFundMe address, but it is Michael Johnstone Cost of Cancer Diagnosis and Treatment. Pretty sure that's it. But the link is definitely in my Instagram, which is the easiest way to find it. So I love you all, uh, and you know there'll be more checking in with Mike. I already have a couple in the can. I just have to edit them and put them out. So um, yeah, expect those. He's doing well. He's kicking ass in his treatment, and we'll 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 catch you guys up on that soon. And there's also more music for your quarantine exercise coming out. That is coming out within the week. So I love you all. Follow me on Twitter now, Maverick Matthews. And uh, Instagram, bullshit, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Just be good to each other. Be patient. Work on some stuff. This is going to be a hard time. But it's all psychological for the most part. We're not saving balls of twine. There are some people having a hard time physically with the illnesses and stuff. But sickness is no new thing in this world. It's sad. But nature is very unforgiving. So be good to yourself. And regardless of the outcome, you'll still be good to yourself. I love you all. And we'll talk soon. Pepper for your steak.